what's up? Welcome to Moments of Clarity, the XXL news podcast that, you know, took a little bit of break and it's back with a whole new panel of brilliant hosts, hip-hop connoisseurs. I don't know. I'm Vanessa, editor-in-chief <laughs> of XXL. We got JFK from the XXL mm-hmm. staff. Who JFK, are you? JFK, John Kennedy, editor, executive editor at uh, XXL. And our international uh, player. International. <laughs> Ramon Dukes, hip-hop connoisseur. And I'm Shaheen Reed. I'm formerly of XXL, but I'm still part of the family. Look how cool oh, yeah, that been is. been in the family fan. for 110 years. Yes. Yeah, we've been running around for 110 years chasing rappers. Exactly. A lot of Little Wayne, though, right? A lot of Little Wayne. Some Busta. Yes. Some Rick Ross. Yeah. We chased OT Genesis most recently, right? Oh, man. Stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so we are here for a weekly news podcast to talk about everything that's going on in hip-hop that's relevant in the news space. Um, anything you guys want to talk about before then, or else we dive right into what happened this week. It's a slow week, so we're kicking off on a slow week, definitely, but still a good week. One thing I got to say is it's not really rap, but hip-hop related, the culture. That new episode of Snowfall, oh my God. <laughs> That's it. That's my outburst. I haven't seen it yet. The old oh man, the latest episode, Franklin Saint. I, I thought it was interesting that, you know, 50 has always been pushing the narrative about uh, power in Game of Thrones. Yes. But then I saw right. somebody for the first time say Snowfall and power. I never seen Snowfall. Um, you know, we interviewed John Singleton a couple times and just hearing what he had to say, like, really motivated me to go see it. And I thought that that was pretty interesting. But is that a is that a legitimate comparison? That's a good question, because I, 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 I'm very familiar with Power, but I don't know so much about Snowfall. I'm Same, not as up to speed, so Shy, I guess, has to answer that. It's, it's, it's two different dynamics. Snowfall is, Snowfall is, is really ghosts. In Southside Jamaica, Queens, it takes place in... Um, Ghost, the power character. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's where Ghost was at when he was in Southside, when him and Tommy was first coming up. Okay. Snowfall tells the story of a guy's saint. It's it's in the it's in the very early 80s in um So it's almost LA. a prequel. It's Not really, but loosely it could feel absolutely, like a prequel. Yeah. Absolutely. And it tells the story of how the government had a very, very big hand in bringing cocaine and crack into the black communities especially in la and this guy saint he's um an up-and-coming kingpin and we we seeing like a lot of his his uh stumbles his falls some of his triumphs and what what i love so much about the character and what i love so much about the um the show period is that it tells kind of both sides of the story you know the guy saint He's um, coming into his own as a kingpin, but he struggles with some of the decisions he has to make. He also is coming to find it because this crack is super new. Like it's just been invented (laughs) on this show. Uh And um, he didn't know. I really feel that he didn't know that it was going to be as powerful as it is until he's starting to see the effect that it's having on the community. And then somebody he has very dear to his heart, but comes strung out on crack. So those are the last couple of episodes when a girl that he loved, his his 
girlfriend becomes strung out on crack and he has to struggle with that but he also has to struggle with i'm in the game so deep i got my family involved i can't just get out but right. he's, he's trying to think of an exit and uh it's he's 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 knee deep now and the water's coming up to his waist so it's 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 a it's a fun watch it's very intriguing is it better mm-hmm. than power I can't say it's better than Power because Power, you know, is giving us six six seasons of just excellence. You know, that that's what I judge it on. Like, you know, I, I got into an argument with somebody, not a physical argument or nothing crazy, but I got into a very strong debate about The Wire versus Breaking Bad. And I love The Wire, but I said that I have to go with Breaking Bad as the GOAT because it never had a season where it kind of lacked. Right. right. It's, it's almost, with Breaking Bad, I've always felt like you could almost put a bow on the whole thing and say, here's a perfect series, you know? Yes. Versus yes. when something stumbles, like even with Game of Thrones, you had such a, I didn't watch it, but you had such a stumble from the last season. Right. It, it To me, you can't put that ribbon on it, you know, to be like, right. well, here's a bundle of something that we kind of tried to make perfect, you know? Yes. And yep. to, to push Vanessa's question a little bit further... What I saw, again, you know, on social yesterday, which really, like, just grabbed my attention was they said that Snowfall is more relatable and more real, you well, know, versus, like, power. Yeah, I mean, power is, is, uh, is, is don't forget, it's, it's entertainment. So, you know, we're, we're seeing Snowfall is really from the ground perspective, is really from the hood. I think we know more people that's, you know, not the, yeah, not the drug lord. Yeah, not the drug lord. Yeah, pushing weight out of their mama's house and right. you know still struggling. Powers when you yeah. got that power, when you got that yeah. level of That's what it a is. whole other level of street right. success. It's and, like the yeah. dynasty of drug dealing. Yeah, you know, right? Like, exactly. They're, they're almost like the Carringtons in a sense, where they're super rich. Like you know, Tommy is like, you know. Give me two weeks. I, okay, two weeks has passed. I got the $2 million for you. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? So that's definitely difficult for, for some people to relate. But, you know, power is just so entertaining. I, I will say it's on the trajectory of being one of the GOATs because I haven't seen a, a, a season that's lacked. I know every season to me has been intense, edge of the seat. I'm engaged we're talking about it every week on social media. Um, you know, water cooler, whoever still has water cooler. Yeah, whoever still does talk about things after yeah, the first yeah. day. Yeah, and even the I, way that the characters, like, people look at these actors like they're the actual character in real life. It's absolutely. Like, I hate this person or like... Absolutely. Right. You know? And, oh, I don't like Omari strictly because I'm not a huge <laughs> ghost fan. Definitely. Like, I'm mad at ghost about things and I'll take it out on Omari. I think, yeah, we, we, we was at the garden last week for the premiere. Yeah, for the premiere. And people True. was literally, they was introducing them one by one, and they was treating them like. Right. They were like, yeah. 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 Right. Like, 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 how are you pulling the poor actress? Yeah. It's, it's a soap opera. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a guy who, I'm not ashamed to say, I grew up on all my children, one life to live, even a little bit of Ryan's hope early on in the hospital. Oh man, my grandma used to watch her stuff. My family, your grandmother and shot. My family were soap opera fanatics and when they canceled all of them shows like it's like Thanos 
Really, ABC, yeah. they, one snap, all of the soaps are gone. General Hospital is still hanging on. My man, Sonny Corinthos. But um, <laughs> I, I love power. power I see the soap opera stars oh, coming. Yeah. But don't you think the, the the similarity between power and Game of Thrones is also that they so they kill off main characters so much or they kill off characters? I mean, that seemed to always being as like, you don't, we've been trying to make predictions of power. You have no idea who's right. going to die by yeah. the end of the season or not. Right. I it think felt it's, like very Game of Thrones ish because I didn't watch it, but you always heard this person died. Oh, that yeah. That person died. So it seems like there's a similarity. Don't, don't fall in, in love with anybody on Game of Thrones. Don't have a favorite uh-huh. character because they're going to they're gonna get the axe. So before we switch off to the next topic, because this will come out before then, anything predictions for the next episode, JF? <laughs> Any predictions <laughs> for the next episode of Power this week? What's happening Sunday? Uh, man, uh, I can't call it. I mean, everyone's, everyone's potentially going to get killed. Pretty much, right. <laughs> I mean, we we did our own predictions in office uh, for the first episode, and a lot of my stuff was wrong already. So, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys, any predictions for this week? What's happening I, overall for the show? I, I put this out on Instagram, and I even asked 50 when we when we saw him after the... Uh, the premiere? The premiere party, we, me, and, me and V... She was out we in the streets. We were at the premiere party. We were <laughs> at both premiere parties. Streets. Yeah. I went to the after party. I, I see Lala. I see K Slay. And I see V holding court. I the said, three of okay. us were together, though. It this was, is it. It wasn't V, Lala, and K Slay hanging out, but <laughs> like, we were all there. I didn't think Angela was going to be dead for real. I thought right, she was going to yeah. die immediately. Yeah, I kind of felt, I felt she like they was gonna, they was going to sneak a fast one in. Like They had to right. put the come hard and kill somebody in the very beginning, and she got shot right in the chest. So, like, why shoot her? Just shoot her in the arm. If she, what was the whole season going to be? Her laying in a hospital bed? Yeah, I've seen that before. I thought they had to get rid of her pretty quick. Because now Ghost has to be like on fire all season, trying to retribution on everyone, right? So, how to light him up more than to to kill his daughter? It's like the same with Raina, yeah. Yeah. Except they ended the season with with Raina's death. Yeah. Now they start with a couple seasons ago, and now they're starting with Angela's, and that's gonna. Like, all the events after that are going to sort of be, like, the domino effect of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to introduce a storyline with the kid, Dre, that's going to basically set the tone. Right, because he's going to snitch on them, right? Right. And, you know, that was a big part of, like, Angela's play, so she's not there to kind of stare it. Yeah. Right. I'll say this. A lot of people did not like Angela. I liked Angela. I didn't have I didn't have beef with her. You know, there was the season where at the end of the season she put ghosts in the handcuffs and whatnot. And uh truth be told, I know a lot of girlfriends that have done worse to their <laughs> boyfriends. Very worse. But in the end, she saved his family. And That's she, true. She, she did save him and Tasha saved, recognizes yeah, that. Yeah. And she died saving him. Yeah. yeah. Right. She took a bullet, literally caught a bullet fall. Yeah. And destroyed her career. And destroy the career. All right, moving on, because that's uh, that's a lot of a lot of power for anybody who doesn't watch it, right? Yes. All right, so may, uh, news this week in hip hop. It was a slower week. Um, you had the VMAs this week. Young Thug gets a number one album. Rumors of a new Little Wayne album, new Post Malone album. Probably the biggest news of the week was Eminem's cryptic tweet yesterday about people coming for him, not coming for him. We'll see. So where do you want to go? Let's start with what do you think of the Young sure. Thug album? Number oh, Young one. Thug. Um, you know, you know what's interesting about that. I, I think Young Thug is such a um, a superstar across the board. Like he's he's getting um, 
number one records with his collaborations. He's doing all type of streams. He's headlining. He's headlining tours, but he never really had the big album album. You know, like right. the, the, the 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 defining album. You know, he put out a, a a boatload of projects, and he's always been consistent. But this new joint. Um, Across the board, people are saying it's his best work. Obviously, it's finally selling because things he has done haven't really sold like that, surprisingly, because I, I think he's a bigger artist than what his previous sales dictate. And right. um, I, I think now this is the official stamp. Like, okay, this is the this is the superstar for the mainstream. Hip-hop, the the culture, the community, he's been considered a, a, a superstar for a few years now, but I think now is kind of like one of his defining moments. I think he has a long way to go in his career, too, but I think now is um, one of his defining moments where we'll see him even become even bigger. Like, he's starting to do interviews now, and, yeah. you know, he's starting Saying to do some, some of the things. interesting things, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, we getting a chance to know him a little bit better, because... I don't think we're going to know him at all. I think we're getting to know whatever version he's trying to show us. I think that is just... He's a he's playing games with us nonstop. He's 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 a character as well. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. a character I don't think any well. of us seen whoever real young thug is. Like, some of them, you're like, they're just too real. I don't think... Not that he's a fraud... But I think he's going out of his way to not show us whatever person he is. And we're getting this kind of version of what he wants us to see just to throw us off. Like he's just he's just trolling us constantly. And I'm not mad at it at all. I, I just don't think I have any idea who Jeffrey really is. No, I, I, I agree. Because, you know, there was definitely a couple of things that I saw myself. You know, I think that he's done a really good job of being like, you know, one of the representatives of like this new generation um, and keeping it authentic, you know, like with the music and obviously like he's really, he, I think he's accelerated like pretty fast, you know, into forming into being like this big superstar mm-hmm. individual. Like, you yeah. know, I, I've sat in like without having the big, big, big songs right, right there to, to, yeah. to align songs. definitely songs, but not like, Radio rock out to the next level. Some right. of the biggest ones, the big guest appearance related. Yeah. You know, but it seems like his star, his superpower, his stardom is almost bigger than some of the music, you know? Right. Not that he's not capable of it, but just of what has happened so far. He's yeah, definitely built his coat, not to cut you off, he, he's definitely built his coat following over the past on, yeah. five, and, six years. Yeah. Are you and, part and, of you the know, cult? And he's, and he's smart. I respect he's, him. He's smart mm-hmm. in the sense, too, where he knows. I, you know, I don't want to say he's manipulating the media, but he knows he's manipulating the media. He knows the smart <laughs> yeah. things, what to say at the right time. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even, and to be honest, I don't even think he's probably even met. You know, we use this term a lot, like you know, insider industry thing and talk. But you know, I don't think he's never been media trained. I think he just really just. Understands I don't think he's a media trainer. On right. his, I think he understands yeah. it on his mm-hmm. own. And a lot of people can't, you know, especially artists, like they can't. That's a gift in a sense, when you really look at it. And it's been interesting to, to hear some of the things that what he's been saying, like, you know, you know, a lot of the controversial topics that he's just now speaking on and, you know, explaining it and kind of, like, throwing people off. And it just feeds into, like, the more interesting part of this persona. Who is this character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, right. that comes down to, I don't think we know who this character is. I think right. we get to see him a little bit more now. He saw a human side of him with his girlfriend and Instagram and all of that and kids stuff and everything. But I still think he's just this weird kind of anomaly that we're not really sure. Um, I mean, I, I have 
I have no idea who he is. I, I feel like I know a lot of rappers. Are, I have no idea who this guy is. I, and, I, and it only makes me more intrigued. Yeah. I definitely say I'm, I'm in, enjoying him getting this radio play. I'm enjoying listening to, to Doug on, on the radio. Like, he came out so big. You know, Danny Glover was such a big record. Yeah. Um, you know, Ain't About the Money with T.I. With was, was such a big thing. And, you know, right from the start of his career, you're thinking, man, this is going to be a guy that is, shoot, is he going to give Drake a run for his money with these right. radio hits? Because he has such encompassing records. You know, I mean, when he first, when he came out the gate, he had like three or four records yeah. that was killing the clubs. They was playing the radio, they were streaming, and it's like, man, this guy's this guy's nonstop. Then he was doing his own tour. I remember um, Coach K bringing us to one, one of his shows because a young little Yachty was opening up for him. Right. You know, right. when Yachty first came out, and this is when. Um, Doug was wearing like the Prince blouse and all of that early mm -hmm. on, and um, it was like, man. Remember we had the stage where he went on a tour and he had Carbots cutouts of himself on stage. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. One one million percent. But then, some somewhere like his guest appearances were overpowering the actual records, his, his actual records that he was putting out. The guest appearances, of course, him and Travis and. Uh, yeah, Atlanta. To the, the, See, I think he know. felt not off, but a little down after Barter Five, after mm. that tape, because that tape really had me. And then it kind of fell off a little bit. The releases after that to me, and I feel like over the past year he's gotten that groove back that I was feeling was going on more off the Barter Five tape. Mm -hmm. And then I was like a little off of it, and I felt like he found his zone again. You know? Yeah. I mean, when you when you putting out the constant input uh, output, I should say, like yeah, the, he was like, just the amount turning of stuff, stuff yeah. out. You know, it's hard to like really consume it because you know we we everybody at this table we come from a time where we really like to sit down and listen to albums and consume it, savor it. You know, it's almost like that's gone. Eating, yeah, yeah eating. You know, you want to eat a steak. You know, you don't want to just scoff the steak down. You want right. to take your time. You want to cut it and just enjoy the, the morsels. Pause. <laughs> of, I like of, the of analogy. What, what you're doing, but you know. The fastest that we would see it back in the days is when Cube was coming out once a year, even if you go back a little bit further, when Big Daddy Kane was dropping once a year. And even those was kind of fast, but we was like, all right, cool, we love it. And then Jay, he kind of switched the game up a little bit when he was coming like every eight months. And then right. Gucci, in jail or out of jail, <laughs> it felt like Gucci was dropping like... Every two I, months, what he literally. Have, like, 34 albums or something? <laughs> literally. What's his discography? Literally. I think for Thug, though, I, I would say kind of a turning point, I, I think, was the success of Havana, for sure. Yeah, that was huge for him. Um, that was like a huge moment, huge on like a mainstream level. That was him opening up at the Grammys, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a mm -hmm. huge look for Young Thug to open up at the Grammys. I've also never seen him be on time for anything, so I was fascinated <laughs> right. that he made it. <laughs> To, how did they get him there to open for the Grammys? Right. Um, I think he knew. He knew that was important. Right. That shows that side of it. Like, he knew I got to get to the Grammys on time. And but I don't have to show up to my music video. That doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> and he even said, you know, going on tour with Cole was a big thing because he learned, like, professionalism and, like, how to... anything Cole goes right back <laughs> over to you. So I mean... he would know that one, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think, I think he probably did take a lot from, you know, seeing him in his elements, seeing how he works day in and day out. 
and like what it means to get to that level of stardom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think it's a coincidence that 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 tour happened. What that was last year, I think. And then now we're seeing him with his finally his album out, number one, biggest you know sales yeah. of his career. And he's got a roster together with more artists underneath right. him, so yeah. he's focused more as also a leader, you know, with with the YSL you know roster and everything. So you really do see him in a different light. Like we've seen him transition and, the last year or two uh-huh. in this kind of new version of him. It's like and, the two point thug. Yeah, just just lastly building. Well, I don't know if it's lastly. I don't say we wrapping up, but building <laughs> off of what what JFK said. Doug also has had a very, very healthy career with these festivals. Like, me and Ramon have seen him. Right. What, like, the past... Every Rolling Loud... He, the past three years. Yeah, he, he's been killing Rolling Killin'. Loud. Like, as one of the headline main marquee acts. Like, he's coming out after some of these people that have actually sold more records. And he, he's been doing a hell of a job and... He's been killing these festivals. These festivals, I'm going to tell you, are going a long way to um, project some of these artists into the next atmosphere. He's definitely yep. one of them. All right, yep. so what are you guys thinking? Switching topics, what are you thinking? Of, what do you think about the VMAs? He wasn't there, right? No, I don't remember him. No, I, but, you know, I, me personally, I've worked on, I've worked on the, the VMAs for about 17 years straight. Wow. Um, yeah. So did, I did you work right. on this year? I didn't work on it this year. Okay. Um, so we can speak freely. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> some kidding. Of my, some there. of my really good uh, close friends work on it. Um, a gentleman um, who actually is like the, the EP for the longest is like a guy I came up with at MTV. You know, the one thing that I'll say about the VMAs is that, um, you know, we could pick apart you know, the the actual tentpole, but um, the VMAs and even something like BET Awards, like these are like really well-produced programs, like award shows, you know. With and, with a difficult people to produce them with. Right, I mean, and, I, yeah. and, I, and I say this on a scale of, you think about the Grammys, right. you think about the Grammys, you think about the Oscars, um, these is like really, like, this is really expensive, like well-thought-out, like, production you know and that's the one thing that they hold over like a lot of different things and the fact that you know i i have to give mtv the credit and specifically the vmas they can always get big stars in the room for that program mm-hmm. what happens after that up until the next one right in the relationship that's kind of yeah. up for right. debate but they do a very good job. Like if you t- if you never knew about MTV and you tuned into that one night, you'd be like, "Wow, you you definitely be impressed." So they do a good job in that sense. There's a lot of things that you know, obviously, that they're still kind of stuck in their own little world. That's really cliche, like these little moments and the Taylor Swift things. And like Charlamagne made some good, he made some interesting comments, which was like really insider baseball because he knows because he's there, you know. But he has a very good point about, you know, some of the things that what they've been recycling over the years, which really, like, hurts them. Um, my, for, I thought it was interesting, the whole twist with it being the, 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 the Jersey theme, and, you know, I felt like... But that's what, not doing it Radio City or not doing it in L.A., you end up in Jersey, right. so you got to make it into something? It was cool for what they tried to make from out of it. I don't think it was the best idea. Wait, we're to, missing Lauren Hill. Right, to... Lauren Hill. I mean, that's, good... that's a big part right. of it, right? You're doing a Jersey thing. That would have been the big moment. <laughs> it was. It was so Missing funny. Joe it was, it was Missing probably, Joe Budden. Missing Joe Budden. Right. Probably right. Like Twenty minutes left in the show, 
And somebody was tweeting. It was like, Lauren Hill just tweeted that she's on her way right now. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But, um, you know, it was dope what they did for Missy. I said to somebody, you know, I'm like, why didn't you have Lil' Kim give Missy the Vanguard Award? Oh, that's a good point. Because they want yeah. the those ratings. Are, those are, yeah. yeah, but they're people. But see, that's the MTV look. That's like, the MTV right, look. Right. That's the typical MTV shit. Like, you want to do that because Cardi's hot. But in the culture... You know that Missy and Kim is really good close peoples. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's what you really do. Right. Um, you know, so it's just those little like, things. But it wouldn't work. I mean, I Kim got such a great response there. to BET Awards, right? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. seen Kim come out. So the people would have supported and, and excited but they, to see But Kim they had there. Kim all throughout the show. Yeah. She was in all the different packages. So I just thought that was interesting. It was cool to see fucking do it all. Was yes. on the VMAs and Redman. Well, that was that was rock. really dope, you know. So I'm like, damn, they had do it all on it the took VMAs. Twenty five years, but do it all made it. <laughs> so they made up for me for that. I, I was I was good after I saw that part. I I I gotta say, I really enjoyed Missy, and you know, it was one of them things where the advertisements was was coming out, and I was like, I even was asking Ramon, I was like, damn, are they having a little? problem booking people because everything just for the first time seemed to be centered around this Missy Vanguard award and I it's amazing to me I, I love it you know I, I I love Missy I think she's one of the greatest I'm happy that uh she's putting out a new project she got the songwriters award even going back to the Super Bowl with Katy Perry I, I love the Missy renaissance and I don't think we're getting enough of Missy in the marketplace because, you know, if you look at her video and it's pushing the envelope and she's just doing so many different things, like sitting in the back of the car and the car is stripped down and the men are pushing it. The new video is absolutely bonkers. And she showed, she, she, she whipped all of those young artists ass at the VMAs. She showed you that a 20-year veteran that's taking care of themselves, coming out, you can't compete with that catalog. She came out there, her stage set, the performance, um, Rock Wilder, man, my man, Rock Wilder DJing, um, and just the hits, man. She, she, was, she was, to me, she was the highlight I thought some of the other performances were very dull. I like Lizzo. I like what she's doing um, for women, black women, big women. Is Lizzo a rapper? No. I can't count as a rapper. But you know what, though? Me and Shaw had this debate a lot. We was having it this weekend. About Lizzo? No, no, no. <laughs> you damn sure ain't going to catch me in any debate about her, though. Especially in the confines of my home. I don't talk about Lizzo. But... Just the fact that it's like I appreciated that they're acknowledging Missy, who is really like the you know she's one of the the golden faces of the culture. That's dope. I was listening to uh, Power One Hundred Five earlier today, and again, you know, Charlamagne was making a really good point where he was saying how the red carpet is actually at sometimes better than the actual show because the people they had there. I was looking at all these photos. Like, if you weren't there, I was looking at all these photos behind the scenes. You've seen, like, Ross and Megan Thee Stallion, who was performing, and they had all these different hosts. And it's like, and then you put that up against the show where they're focused on just, like, these specific people who's, like, traditional MTV, where, you know, again, not to take nothing away from 
like I said, I spent a lot of times in that building. And Missy is definitely somebody, as well as Busta Rhymes, who really was visually important to the cause that they was pushing, which was music videos. You know, right, so it's right, like, right, good point. So as much as it's about Missy, it's also an ode to them. They're patting themselves on the back. Good point, right. Like, right. hey, we're giving this back to somebody who we put this effort behind a long time ago. Not to say that she doesn't deserve it, but, you know, I saw a picture after the fact, and it was like her with, uh, like, it was her, her Queen, Queen Latifah, Latifah yeah. and Megan Thee Stallion. I'm like, that shit should be on TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like, right. if you really want to make yourself relevant and pushing the culture for it, that's how you tie this generation to this next generation. And if you watch the Grammys, they do, like, two-hour red carpets. You right. know what I mean? Like, on the Oscars, mm-hmm. like, it's yeah. all about the red carpet and the fans. So maybe, I mean, it is seeing the people interact with each other yeah. in a way that they haven't or who's there. Or a lot of times people might be there who aren't performing, so they don't even get on stage. Yeah, it just, so you get yeah. to see they're there. Right. You it know? just feels like the, they wait until, like, the person has proven themselves mm-hmm. to, like, put their oomph behind them versus right. like taking a risk right. and being like yo this person is gonna be it you know what I'm saying like don't ambulance chase like just you know like change up the recipe like a little bit and you know but and then was, they throw Megan a award for a video that's not even out right. and that doesn't <laughs> yeah. even get the shine keeping, on television it doesn't right? even keeping get the shine pulse, yeah keeping your finger on the pulse <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right so VMAs it was the lowest rated of all time I believe are the stats that came out on it but that might just be a reflection of award shows. I mean, I don't know. It seems like that's the stat that comes out on every award show you hear about. And the Oscar is the lowest rated. Yeah, and I think it's also, too, like, you know, it's a sign of the times. Like, you know, I I was in, you know, I I was out of the country, and I was and one of the only channels that they really had was MTV, and I watched a lot of promo for the VMAs for, like, three days straight, you know, so... They definitely did their job, but it's just really like a sign of the times, like where you have like broadcast and linear versus like digital and like where it is right I now. I mean, but also uh, we were, I mean, Shaw was at MTV. You were at MTV. There was at times where that was all anybody did was leave our office to get to MTV or we had right. to wait until the MTV interview was done. I don't think that holds the same weight that it used to right. with the audience of being into MTV the same well, we way. Left. So you're you're going through that the power of what is music television. What that man just said, but also too, when you remove the power of, you know, again, MTV's bread and butter was playing music videos. Right, and same then you remove the like ability right. to do you remove that. that yeah. That's like saying if a radio station started removing playing songs, it's like, right. why are you important? Yeah. Why do we need you? And speaking of people who've been around a long time, Eminem said, uh, switching gears, said, tweeted yesterday, people think they want this problem till they get it. And I love it. that exploded. Everybody flipped out. What was he talking about? I don't even believe he tweeted that, but what was he talking about? I love it, man. Like, you know... Um I hope he ain't talking. He ain't giving Lord Jamar this attention. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> right. So that's, that's my man. Question. We he, love Brand Newbie, but damn. Tomorrow, I hope you ain't giving him yeah. all this attention. Yeah, but but you, you know what it is? And I've, I've had this conversation with, with Rick Ross. Sometimes MCs, once they get to a certain place, Eminem, there's nothing else left for him to prove. He's the biggest seller of, of albums in hip-hop history. Um, tours classic he's he's in my top five but if he's not in the top five he's in the top 10 for a lot of people's list sometimes mcs need that little nudge just to just to say okay 
give them, put them back into that mold. And when they first came out, we had this conversation of Ramon, me, V, and JFK the other day. We was talking about the Invasion mixtapes, the joints oh, yeah. where, uh, Green Lantern you joints. know, Green Lantern, where it was, it was shady. Well, he first started Z-Unit. dissing people. He was yes. not dissing people yes, except Jeff. public figures. But then, actually, to go against another rapper that was from Eminem that was introduced oh, yeah. there. Yeah. He dropped that nail in the coffin and all type of stuff. And sometimes MCs, you know, Ross talked about this specifically. He said sometimes, even if he's not being challenged, sometimes he, he, he make himself think that he's being challenged. Just like a box again in the, in the ring, you, you want to be as sharp as possible. Sometimes MCs need that extra nudge just to really, really give them that spark that flame and I love it I want to see Eminem come back ferocious I want to see him in battle mode I want to see him coming back with 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 bars and you know he to me I mean I'm one of the people who missed Eminem like I, I miss hearing them just crazy challenging me as a listener you know those those type of lyrics and I'm ready battle battle Eminem but but one yeah, of the things that old. had happened in the past couple of years, which would never happen really before, was that you have Lord Jamar, Joe Bunn, and MG, um, uh, MGK going at, at, at M, where in the past people didn't do that. You know, he was just at the top, and you were very careful about saying anything. And now it seems like there's been a little bit more hate. There's been a little bit more people questioning um, the star power of Eminem. There's just more doubt. I've heard more culture vulture references. I've heard more things like that than since when his career first started. That's so what happened quiet. this year or last year that all of a sudden people are like, well, you know, he is the king, he's not the king, I could take him down. Why did MGK feel comfortable to go at Eminem? I think a part of it is he's not as active as he was. Like, he he had the machine behind him, you know, where there was other people in the position at that same time who also was trying to have a machine behind them, you know, and they knew that they could, you know, if they said the wrong thing, like, you know, like the 50 cent element, like they say the wrong thing, like he could really destroy them, like off record too, you know? And right. and now it's, it's a thing where he's not as active and these are also people who they're not as active and they, you know, they have their different motives, like they're trying to get back in the game or trying to push uh, a, a podcast or trying to push... Um, a product or something like that. So it's it's more of a, 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 a safer opportunity for them to go and take a shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not on the, the Def Jam release schedule, you know, you I mean, know that was where the most... it's, it could damage the project. That was the most right. we had talked about MGK in here in a while, you right. know? Well, you know, MGK, he established himself. Like, he, you know, when him and, when him and Eminem had their first little... Um, back and forth which was kind of more behind the scenes type situation he was a super new guy like he was a brand new guy but you know fast forward years later mgk is having a a nice measure of success he's doing movies as well as is you know as well as music and you know he's on the road constantly he's established he's more comfortable in himself and he felt like eminem don't have the power to blackball me so that's the interesting thing is that people do feel co- comfortable now. MGK did feel comfortable to throw, you know, kind of rocks at the at the top, you know. Um, so when did that happen? When did Eminem become somebody that you weren't scared of anymore or not everybody was scared of? 
I think some and I don't people, mean scared of like in a violent way, but in right. like he's going to wrap into circles and humiliate you. I think people, some people might even be looking at him like he's semi-retired because, you know, he only come out to play every so often. Like he doesn't make a lot of public appearances. He's not as active with putting out music. He's not as active. He's never as been that he was public on the though. Road. I mean, but that's I, always been a, a I mean, very you know, person. You, you, you would feel it. You know, you would feel it. Uh, believe me, we're working at MTV. We would definitely feel when it was MTV, when it was Eminem season. Part in the, I mean, he's uh, 10 years into, I mean, this is 10 years into being sober, right? To, to completely a grown man, a co- complete grown up daughter. He's got old on us, right? I mean, as we all, we're getting old on him, you know, but yeah. he definitely, there's, it's a 45 year old man now. I'm just curious of, you know, what the expectation is that we want from Eminem. And then also what he delivers. Is it good enough? For anybody, or is it not? And that's the problem. I, I mean, that, yeah. I, I think it's interesting though too. Just to go back to your previous question, like, like Eminem's career, like the looking at his trajectory, um, you know, he he started getting into the beef stuff when Fifty signed to to um, to Shady and June, and that whole time, and then shortly after that was the drug issues and the overdose, and I feel it was a public sentiment of like wishing like. Wishing well for Eminem, like you know, get get well, get get through this and everything, and you know, then he came back, and I think it was just people were just happy that he was back, you know, his, his fans and his his peers, uh, other rappers as well. So I think that there was there was that like goodwill that he had, and people just being happy for having him back. Then I think the next phase was like him embracing the younger artists, him jumping on a yeah. song with Kendrick, him you know shouting out st- different people, and so I feel like sort of after that period is when like like revival and you know didn't have the best reception and and his music sort of like people weren't gravitating into it the same way and I think that that sort of made him vulnerable to where like his you know the people that came up after him and like his peers and stuff were looking at him like oh okay I can take a shot at him because you know people are his fans or fans in general are not really looking at him necessarily the same way because he put out something that wasn't as well received um so i think that that is why like kamikaze happened and why it had to happen that way where he was just very much like okay you guys want you guys you guys have all this shit to say about me i'm gonna fire it back at everyone you know um so so i think that even that has invited like people to engage with him because they know they'll get their cloud up so like mgk you know i think was sort of a response to that and where like you know, it was an opportunity for him, and I think he really made a lot out of it uh, with Rap Devil, and people really seem to like that record. Um, and so I think that a lot of that is why we're seeing, you know, people coming at him the way they have recently. Yeah, I, I, I chalk it up to <clears throat> this fickle rap audience. And, you yeah. know, again, like the, the, the absence of this machine. You know, with, with me, when I first started my career, you know, at MTV, you know, me and me and a, a, a group of guys, which was a part of a, a Stretch Armstrong project, who's the first people to bring Eminem into MTV? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even at that point, it's like, I was intrigued by the fact, I'm like, yo, you got this white boy rapping like this. This shit is crazy. I'm from New York, so it's like, I never seen nobody rap like that outside of, you know what I'm saying? Like, outside of the culture. And I say, uh-huh. not a part of the culture. Um, but during all those years, like, I really got... On the the hip hop front, like I really got to see like the 
the internal uh, pressure from a, a, a huge corporate entity when they put something into a product. When Eminem's project came around, like Shy was saying, like it was just like that's all we did, you know. And uh-huh. it, it, it and maybe for me, like it might have turned me off a lot, where I couldn't really enjoy like a lot of like the the the, the substance of his material, but. I thought it was okay. You know, it was it was cool, but you know, you hear a freestyle from him, I'm like, yo, he could really rap. But like the full body of work, it was like, all right, it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, but everybody was putting out I didn't think that he had that much better than Ja Rule albums. And and that's just mm-hmm. being real, you know, but it's like but if you hear a freestyle from him, then you like, yo, he could really, really rap when you isolate like just the whole pressures and the demands and everything from that. So that kinda turned me off a little bit and it's like now when you see like the the last couple projects that he's done and, like, all the criticism that he's gotten behind it, I'm like, that's not that much different than the stuff that he's put out before. What it is, in my opinion, was really the lack of the machine, you know? And so now... But he's still on Interscope. He is, but it just still... It's, I, I guess, like, too, got, it's a, I guess it's a day... Because he can pay for the machine. Well, I guess it's a, di- a different day, day and age mm-hmm. time, you know, where you can... Like, back then, he didn't have the... You know, he didn't have to fill that void of, like checking that box of like the social and digital etc which is really why you know which is affected like a lot of these labels you know so i think they only go but so hard like when an eminem album came out like everything stopped and it felt like the last couple of projects just kind of like just threw it out there but well, also- you know some of those not to cut you off some of the some of the actual venues that he had is no longer there like and this is off again eminem was one of the biggest artists if not the biggest artist for trl Right, like that. That would that right, would right. To not having those right. So, which which plays a part within that, you know, that 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 media run, and it's so crazy. Like, I've never, you know, probably for the past couple months, like I've watched Eight Miles so many times. Like, I've caught it in so the many past times. But it just it just randomly is on TV. Like, I've watched it with like my eight year old daughter and my wife, and they're like, oh, and I'm like, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, and I'm like, wow, you know, I'm like, the dude can really rap. You know what I'm saying? And I, I always felt like that before, but I probably was like one of the biggest critics because, you know, again, I'm I'm not an advocate of being pressured into liking music. Right. And that's how they made us feel, you know, during that time when all that stuff was coming out. So I think now a lot of people are able to like more authentically, you know, uh, like digest his music. You know, and it's a it's a way different experience. A lot of it has to do with this day and age and time of like social and digital. And so you have this new wave of like kids. Yeah. You know, who they're like, so what? Eminem, like, cool. And they don't respect lyrics as much as we did that's back true, right? then. Yeah, that's so that's thing. where a lot of the criticism that, comes to play. And I, so when people start seeing this criticism, they're like, Okay, that's a path for like, all right, we can go after them now. Exactly. Yeah. This, yeah. this this is really like the first generation where people get criticized for having bars. Yeah. Like, I, I, right. I, I, it, it bugged me out. It's like, when I hear the term rapidity rap, and I'm like, damn, ain't this what we supposed to be doing? Like, this you're supposed to be lyrically inclined. Like, you're not supposed to... Not, I mean, you're supposed to for us. That's not the requirement anymore for a it's lot of people. Yeah, and a, and a lot of these artists get across because of their personalities. Yeah, they're... And if the you know thing Eminem, an Instagram star is going to do is become right. a rapper. And if you know Eminem, there's a, that's one of the, the, the lacking points. I think, you know what I'm saying? He's not the guy who you're going to be like, oh, I want to be like Eminem. But you're not also dealing him. with a guy who also had some of his biggest music when he wasn't sober. 
So you've got a new sober version of Eminem in the past years, and you can't uh, ignore the loss of proof and what that did to D12 and how you're moving when you've got all your boys around you and you're at the height and you've got them all with you and everything. He's definitely turned into a different person, and it's interesting to see him sustain and still – he doesn't have to put an album out. We don't have to ever hear from him again, but he wants to continue to to still do it and put himself out there in that path, which I think is interesting. Yeah, you know, Eminem loves it, like which makes him nothing but a rapper. Yeah, M. He actually, and 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 I know this for like he's not doing Sunday service over there selling you a T-shirt. He's working (laughs) on an album. You know, that's the interesting kind of differentiation of two icons, right? Yeah, he goes he goes to the studio. This is you know this is. I was in the studio with him a, a, a few years ago, and he told me that he goes to the studio like it's a job. Like, he's in there at 9 o'clock in the morning mm. to, like, 5, 6 o'clock, goes home with his kids. Like, he, he, does his, he does his hours in there, but he does it, you know, all the time. He loves it. But the other thing, too, I was saying one of, one of the, the challenges that he, he may face is that this is a way more politically correct climate yeah and, you know when, when he first came out some of the things that he said on these albums that i love like marshall mathers lp you can't get away with today yeah one of my no. favorite albums of all time like i'm i'm a you know i used to play eminem around the office and this guy tell me about <laughs> it like last name but you know um it's a way different climate but i think m is such a advanced MC that he could work around it. I mean, some of the things that that, that we love him for, like, obviously he, he's a little bit older now, so he might not be running around with the superhero outfit on and, you know, some right. of the crazy things. My, my bum is on your lips. And like that. But, you know, some of his best music has always come from when he's been like really personal and stripped down, so or angry, or angry, bothered by something, and yes. the response you get, Absolutely. you know, puts it on a different. Absolutely. Yeah. So we haven't heard from him since Kamikaze, so we don't know what the hell's been going on in his life since then. Like he could have another kid or something, and we <laughs> wouldn't know because he he keeps it so much under wraps. But um, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I people like Eminem. Jay Z, Nas, these people, as far as MCs, Andre three thousand, their whole cast. life has been being MCs. Yes, right. Their whole yes. adult life, young, you know, teen life, everything they made their money off of, essentially to start, all came from them being an MC, right? Yeah. Not mm-hmm. being a lifestyle person, not being a clothing person, not being big on social, not knowing how to just sell a product and whatever. Like, it literally came from the art form that they've done for the last 20 plus years, right? Yeah, I, I just, I thought it was interesting, you know, this this past weekend, I was, <laughs> they had this whole special that they were doing on MTV, and they were showing um, Eminem, except Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston gave Eminem an award. Wow! And Dr. Dre came on stage with him, and I was just like, "Wow!" Like looking at Eminem and Whitney Houston, and next to Bobby Brown, and didn't he diss Bobby Brown at one point? I'm sure he did. He had to. Everybody tried to take a shot at Bobby Brown. But you know why I say that is, you know, when you mentioned about like the Jays, the Nas's, and the Eminems, one of the things about them and why you got to value them so much, like. If them dudes like wrote a book or something like that, you know how huge that would be, like the tales and the stories they could tell, like 
it tells the arc of hip hop. That's why, to me, like one of the best things Nas ever did was put out Lost Tapes because mm-hmm. it's like it it points to a moment in time through his career, and you'd be like, oh shit! Like I never thought that he was thinking about this during. You can automatically tell what point in time when he wrote that song. Does the Drake the, care he, do he the makes. same to you? I think so. Yeah, I, I, for me, I think that that came a little bit earlier. You know, like if Drake, maybe in like three more years and you could look back right, at that. Or if he does it again. A little bit more right. classic. Yeah. But like with Nas, it's like, this is like 10 years, like mm-hmm. looking back and you're like, oh shit, right. when he said certain things and you're mm-hmm. like, wow, that's crazy. Well, the Drake Care Package is songs that, you know, it, it came like towards the tail end and like MP3s and stuff like that. Th- those actual songs. So yeah. a lot of us have those records on SoundCloud and you know, different venues, and, and they were so big when, when they was coming, like, Drake is somebody that, whether it's official or unofficial, it all uh, makes the purpose of being huge, like, he's one of them people, whatever he drop is gonna be a blockbuster, so, you know, we're all familiar with those, but with the with the uh, Lost Tapes, those were, like, some gems that, you know, we have on mixtape, and, you know, a lot of people, somebody talking over a dollar, you know, um, what is it? The, the one with him and him and um, I, I forget. Damn, I forget the name of the record. But you know, the only version I have is um, with Dollar Bill screaming on it. So it's like every few bars, DJ Dollar Bill, y'all. <laughs> you know, so this is the, the Lost Taste was where we could really get it fresh, mixed, mastered how how it's supposed to be. Oh, the song is called "You Gotta Love It." Part. Ooh, I'm, yeah. I'm but the, but the to go back to the Eminem thing for me, and this is one of the last things I could say about it. I've come to uh, again, and this is not his fault. Um, it's more from just being, uh, you know, part of an, the association with the industry. I've now been able to really appreciate his music a lot more because I felt less pressure to enjoy it. That has to be your MTV day, so putting that pressure on you, you know, organically, like a, right. you know, just for you in that sense of that you were put in this situation where you were almost being forced to like someone and without even to be able to experience it, why you would like it. And, and you know, and, and, and not for nothing, like, you know, he, he made some really incredible music. Like, one of the craziest stories, like, I could tell you, we, you know, we had a project that we worked on where we ranked a lot of MCs and stuff, and... We did a whole, an entire. It, this is some shit that people don't even know about because it never came out. But we did an entire list about ten artists. We didn't even put them on the list, mm-hmm. and they wasn't feeling that shit to the point. They wouldn't even let us put the project out. Wow. Okay. And so, literally, yeah. that would make two, you sour on something. Yeah. Two days after we taped it, the forever, the forever record came forever out, came mm-hmm. out. And everybody's mm-hmm. talking about it. It was like, damn. Yeah. We didn't know that shit was coming out, you know, <laughs> like you, you know how, how you mentioned, like, we don't know what's to come from after this. But, you know, he's I, I've definitely had a lot more appreciation, you know, for him, like just looking back on his body of work, like more. And, you know, I'm definitely I've ne- you, you will never hear me say, like, I'm looking forward to an Eminem album. But in this climate right now, I definitely would be checking for it. It's always interesting when you can find yourself having a new relationship with an artist as a fan. And that you felt some way and then something happened within the career or within your time as a fan or whatever. Or time went by and now you find yourself being a fan of someone you never kind of did before. Right. And it's almost kind of like on your own terms, you know. Right. And then what happened with you or what happened with them that made you realize their greatness 
at that point in their career rather than on the bandwagon with everybody else, you know? But he's he's dope, and if anybody requested, he bodied MGK. MGK's my man, but he, he killed him. There's no debate. <laughs> well, I, I, I There's think, no debate about that shit. I think it's great for us, man. Like, even I, I would urge just even some, some music fans, period. Like, we grew up in a time where hip-hop was prevalent. Us being in the industry, we always had to listen to everything. But... It's so much great music out there. Like, even aside from Eminem, go back and listen and, and just, just research some of the stuff that you hear. Like, everything That you is, keep hearing about it. Yeah. You keep hearing about it over Absolutely. and over again. Go listen to it and see and get your own Everything on. is yeah. on demand. Like, I, I had this conversation with my aunt two days ago because one of my big joys in life as a little kid was my aunt picking me up and saying, okay, we're going to go to the video store. And we're going to get some videos to watch over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Kids will never know the agony of going <laughs> to the video store and seeing the box of the movie you want. But no copy. Right. But no copy there. And you got to wait. Like, you got to, if, if you had to hook up with somebody at the that worked at the store, okay, cool. Yeah, I, pretend. Howard the Duck just came in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. I'm only going to hold it for two hours. You know, like, really rushing to the store to get this video. Uh -huh. But I say now with, with, with kids, man, and just everybody, everything is on demand. So if you hand about. They no excuses. Yeah, like, if you hear about paper trail you can go and listen to it at your leisure and it's some some great music that's going on and the other point i would make that if i was a and r in the eminem album and shout out to my man riggs morales who was the a and r shady for so many years and he's doing a fantastic job at atlantic i would i would make it easy i would eminem wants to rap I would call up, if you look at it, a lot of people that's at the top of the rap game can really rap. I would call J. Cole. I would call Chance. I would call Kendrick. I would call Schoolboy Q. I would call Drake. I would have M collaborating with all of these guys. Like, if we really want to push them as an MC and really get that fire, put them on a record where other people is coming, not for his throat specifically, but just coming to, to chop heads off. Eminem and Pusha T would be crazy. Another Eminem yeah. and Lil Wayne. Um, you know, it's so many people that's at the top of the game right now that could really, really rap. I would have him doing collaborations with some of these people and just see. I would love to hear M and Offset get to it. Like, a lot of people criticize Migos, but I, I look at Migos as, like, the 2020 version of Daz Effects where their style is so ill that everybody bit their style. Right. Remember when everybody bit Daz Effect style so much to the fact that on the second album, they did not come with the style they invented? Yeah, right. like, yeah. Mm -hmm. how, how heartbreaking was that when you listened to the Daz Effect album and it was no iggity, iggity, diggity? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? I felt like uh, Shiggy when he listened to the remix of Big Rich Town. I had a tear in my right. eye, man. Like, what the hell is this? All right, we got to wrap it up because we ran long, but um, anything you guys want to add before we wrap up the first episode of the new Moments of Clarity, which we hope you guys liked? Uh, this was, this was yeah. fun, man. Yeah, this was dope. dope. All right, mm -hmm. so next week, hopefully there's more news, but we'll make yes. it interesting regardless. Well, at least power's coming on. At least so power's right. That? We can recap that, <laughs> we'll definitely. Power. We'll have some power recap every week for everyone who watches it. I think mm -hmm. everyone here watches it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, yeah. we have some staff members that don't, and we get tight. 
Like, what? You're not included in all of this. I hate that when people don't watch it. And then when you try to talk about it amongst the people that do watch it, say, oh, don't tell me about it because... I might it's watch been on it six years. years. Yeah. Six years. Right. I'm going to start now, right? Exactly. What? What? Right. Exactly. You had six years, sir. <laughs> <laughs> just with me, when they gave me spoilers in Game of Thrones, I just had to accept it because it yeah, was. I, I started watching Game of Thrones in season seven when they killed the big dragon. That was my introduction to it. My brother made me watch spoilers. it. Like, spoilers. And you were like, oh, I got to keep watching this? I'm like, okay. And I had to go back, but, you know, when. Then you see it with the dragon eggs, and it's like, oh, I know how that's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. I think we're off to a good start. Yes. Yep.